And now, a quick message from our sponsor. Hey everybody, I'm Andrew Willis from Andyland Radio, and you're listening to Reject and Surf. Well, see, I, I'm a really good conversation starter, and I like people that can have conversations. And the first thing I like to do is make sure everyone's feeling disarmed and they don't feel there's any judgment. So I like doing dinners. I like to have dinner gatherings at my house. And I've had the gamut of people. I've had actors. I've also had like really intense Republican people. I mean, I've had all kinds. And it's like conversations are so diverse and you get so many different sides and perspectives. I enjoy that. I don't like people who all agree with me. I like people who disagree too. I disagree. <laughs> No, you don't. Well, you know what, Ainsley? I don't like you. So, no. You're suck well, a maple like, tree, Andrew. Like, no. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, who of us is drunk? I don't know. I've had a coffee. I've had too much coffee today. <laughs> What's like the national drink in Sweden? Like, what are people drinking in Sweden? Vodka Red Bull, right? Vodka Red Bull. That's a global drink. I, I would say that it pretty much depends on the scene, really. Hot I mean, shots. Hot shots are the thing. Oh, yeah. Hot shots. Hot, hot shots. shots. What are hot shots? Oh, man. Go on, Marco. You got this. What? What was the question? They doesn't know what hot shot is, so explain. Yeah, what's a hot shot? You have, like, vanilla uh, liqueur. Galliano. In the bottom. Yes. I know Galliano. Yes, yes. Yeah, and then you layer it with coffee. And then on top of that, you have whipped cream. It kind of sounds like a Monte Cristo almost. It's a shot. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, hot shot is a shot. So you can also see that in a good hot shot and in a bad hot shot. Because in a good hot shot, it's laid perfectly. You have this line between the like Galliano and the coffee. Yes. And the cream, yeah. And in a bad, it all just mushes together. That's a huge thing. I thought that was international. No, I never heard of it till I came here. I thought when they said hot shots to me, I thought it was going to be like spicy. I was going to like habanero. And I was like, whoa, these sweets are fucking crazy. But they actually meant it just, it's hot. One of my favorite drinks that I like is I only drink tequila if I'm drinking alcohol, tequila or gin, one of the two. So get a tumbler, get some ice, some pineapple juice, get a couple shots of tequila in there and then add a little bit of Tabasco, just a couple little things. And it is delicious. Oh, I know what the pineapple use is for. <laughs> Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> I like that. I like the sound. Any salt? Uh, you can salt the rim, but I, I'm not really a big fan of salted rims, to tell you the truth. You don't like salty you rims? Guys, you... <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. You boys are terrible. Okay, I'll write that down. Nelson likes salty rims. <laughs> Wait, you're writing this down? No, I'm not writing it down. No, no because I'm looking at you're not writing anything no, down. No. <laughs> What's the national drink of Canada? It's not maple syrup. <laughs> I think it's beer, to tell you the truth. People like Jaeger bombs, for sure. Oh my God, yeah. And Caesars. They love Caesars. Isn't that a salad? No, you take Clamato juice. Do you know what that is? It's like tomato juice, but clam juice added. Yeah, I heard about that. Sounds gross, but carry on. It is delicious, <laughs> my friend. Uh, so you get some Clamato juice and you salt the rim. And then it's, it's, like, a blo- it's like a Bloody Mary, but with Clamato juice. And you add Worcestershire. Tabasco and some horseradish. It's like a meal in a glass. It's delicious. It's great if you're ever hungover. I mean, Clamato sounds like a STD. It doesn't sound great. <laughs> it doesn't sell itself. It does. It's, it has a bizarre sound to it for sure. Yeah. 
Is there a drink made of maple syrup? Probably old fashioned syrup. Uh, no, we don't use maple syrup in old fashions. We use brown sugar. That was not the question. <laughs> that was my. There isn't. You guys should make one. You guys should come up with an idea for one. I will tell you though, I drink decaffeinated Earl Grey tea and I do this thing called a Canadian fog. It's like a London fog, except for instead of using vanilla extract, I use uh, maple syrup. Steamed milk, Earl Grey tea bag, and then maple syrup. So it's, it's virgin. Worth the booze. Well, I guess you could add a little Kahlua. Oh, cool. Maybe, I guess. You know what actually is a very underrated uh, liquor? What? Two of them. Sambuca and St. Germain. I love St. Germain. St. Germain is overrated, in my opinion. Oh That's my God. everywhere. This guy uses Sambuca in everything. Me? Yeah. No, I don't. You, you had a fucking Sambuca spray. That was in Sambuca. That was uh, absinthe. I love black licorice. That's why. Yeah, I like Saint Germain, but uh, it just in Sweden everyone goes crazy about it because elderflower is like the thing here. It's yeah. been the thing for so long. It's good though. I'll give you that. I mean, you put that in anything and it's tasty. Yeah. yeah our main drink at where I worked was you had gin, elderflower liqueur, sugar, and sour mix. Right. And it was the most popular drink yeah. ever at our place. Same mine. When you say sugar, do you mean simple syrup? Yeah. Yeah. I'm new about this. Yeah, he's a new. I don't, I, don't, I don't know the terms. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I love adding as a garnish to uh, my drink? See, that's the thing. I say I don't drink, but I make a lot of drinks for people and for friends. I make virgin versions of them for myself, but um, no one really uses elderflower here. It's not that big of a thing. St. Germain's like $60 a bottle. Yeah, it's expensive here too. It is, yeah. Of course it would be. I mean, elderflower is not easy to produce. I'd say a shot of St. Germain, a shot of gin. I take cucumbers and I don't cut them into circles. I cut them into, get ready, Marco. You're probably going to make fun of me. Long, thick cuts. (laughs) I cut them lengthwise and I add some tonic and rosemary. That sounds nice. Okay, I'm mature. I'm mature. Yeah. (laughs) It's delicious. And then, of course, ice. It's so easy without a flower. You can add some mint or cucumber or like any herbs, spices. Like it can do a lot. I love rosemary. Rosemary is so underused. Actually, I went to this bar and I had this thing called an apiary. Have you ever heard of that? No. Explain. An apiary is, it's a honey base. I don't know what's exactly in it. I could look it up, but I think it might be whiskey, perhaps, egg white. It's almost like a, a whiskey sour, but they add honey. Like they put a honeycomb on top of it, like a real honeycomb. And the honey just went into it. And it was delicious. It was so good. It sounds similar to uh, Drambui, which is a liqueur, which is based on scotch, but it's blended with honey. It could have been that. It could have been a little whiskey and uh, a shot of drambuie too. A lot of drinks with honey, like Bee's Knees as well, which is a gin sour, but using honey. Oh, yes. Honey. The restaurant I work at, they own a bunch of different restaurants. So I get to work at a couple of them in rotation. So this one restaurant is like a cocktail bar. The other one's more of like a burger joint that sells beers and some fun cocktails. I'd love that in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice because there's a lot of variety here in Vancouver. That's the one thing I will say. Like North America in general, like any big city, they have a lot of different places. But anyways, I work at this, uh, this one cocktail bar I work at they have the bee's knees it is delicious they also do this drink where they burn a little bit of sage and they put it on top and it smokes and when you walk out with it on your serving tray there's like sage burning and just smoke kind of filling the place and when you extinguish it and you drink it it, it has this great aromatic feel to it it's quite lovely I should send you the recipe yeah, I, keep... I used to imagine doing that like in the 70s and someone coming in and they'll be like witches <laughs> but it keeps witches away though right I 
I've noticed that cocktails and bars have really upped their presentation. So you're seeing a lot of like people who will burn cedar plank and then tip it, put the glass over top of it so the smoke goes into the glass and then they make the drink into the glass. So when you get it, it's all about aromatics and a lot of natural aromatics. So not necessarily using bitters or essential oil drops of some kind. They're using real smoke, real honeycomb, real burnt sage. It's really neat. It's really cool. I was doing that with rosemary last year, actually, like an old fashioned with rosemary and orange. Oh, that's cool. So like my taste of rosemary now, because I burned so much of it. It's just, it's, I can't. And, you know, you overuse a herb. I mean, it was so popular. Hopefully I'll get, I'll fall in love with rosemary again. Now I'm on spruce tips, burning spruce tips. Spruce tips. Very similar. I was wondering why you're collecting spruce tips. I thought, that's strange. Why would you do that? So what you can do is you dry them out and then you can blend them and mix them with salt. And you basically have a salt which tastes like forest. It's delicious. Oh, that's cool. You could rim like a margarita. You could have it on like poultry or like it's good with most foods. You can also make tea with it. I've made a liqueur. So I'm making like a spruce liqueur. So yeah, yeah, there's lots. I worked at this distillery. I've had a lot of jobs to tell you the truth in my life. At this distillery, they made an olive and rosemary fused gin. But we would use that same gin in all of our like even fruity drinks. And it was so neat because the fruit would cut the taste of the olives. You couldn't taste it. It was really cool. And you can make your own blends. That's what a lot of people forget. It's like you can take some jalapeno peppers, put it into a little jar of vodka and just let it sit there and infuse. So I think if you're at home and you have a little bit of vodka, you know, play around with that. Throw some cucumbers in there and just let it sit for a bit and you have like a really cool infused drink. You don't have to buy this expensive absolute stuff that, you know, is really just manufactured. It's not real flavor. Wait, did you say that absolute was expensive? Well, absolute here is expensive. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like the basic bullshit that you can get. (laughs) If you're in Sweden and you'll be like, I'm going to have a good vodka. I'm going to have absolute. Everyone's going to look at you like, what are you on about? I mean, here's the thing. So to our standard, I'm sure universally, like Belvedere or Grey Goose is considered top shelf. Yeah. And then coming up in the ranks is Kettle One, kind of pushing its way up there to being, you know, still a higher end. Absolute is kind of on the same par as kettle one in our minds and then Smirnoff is like your bar well yeah same with us you know I've never been a fan of vodka there's something about it reminds me of the taste of when you get hairspray in your mouth I've never liked it yeah definitely actually I don't care much for it I think it's like such a vanilla thing you know (laughs) Speaking of getting liquid in places where it shouldn't be, one of the worst I had was lemon juice in the eye. I got lemon in my eye. That experience was horrible. I just bent over like... To visit that story, go to our website at rejectandsurf.buzzsprout.com and check out episode four, Marco in the Eye with Lemon. And now, back to the episode. But I realized that disinfectant <laughs> in the eye is way worse. Yeah, I think it would be, wouldn't it? Because, you know, bleach is not something you should really ever get in contact with yourself <laughs> or like Windex or something. Well, not if you listen to the president of the States. He says you should definitely get in contact with bleach. That guy's a moron. He should chug a bottle of bleach and see what happens to him. I'm sure we'd all feel a lot better. I think that's why his hair is the color it is and his skin is, actually. <laughs> I think he's been doing it since birth. Ugh. I mean, no man can come up with his ideas without drinking a little bit of bleach. He's, he's a weirdo. I love the meme that came up in the beginning of Black Lives Matter where FBI made a tweet. We're looking for people that were behaving bad during the demonstrations. Send us any information. Someone answered like, Pennsylvania 900, bad hair, orange skin. <laughs> <laughs> Reporting the president, lol. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Andy, you work as a bartender, right? 
when I'm not doing broadcasting work. Yeah. Yes. What's your biggest pet peeve behind a bar? What's the one thing that you really hate customers doing? A hundred percent when they come up to the bar and they ask to order food instead of just sitting and waiting at their table for their server to come to them. That is pretty frustrating. And just to be clear, this isn't like at a restaurant where there's only a server and a bartender and they both kind of hang out behind the bar so people have to come. I'm talking about a proper restaurant. People get really demanding and they'll just be like, I don't care who I have to see. I'm going to talk to anybody in the middle of what they're doing. Also, the other thing is <laughs> it really bothers me, but when people people don't tell you if service was bad and then they tip you like nothing. I had someone do that once to me before where he was like, I just didn't like the flavor. I didn't like this. I didn't like this. And I'll be honest with you. When someone doesn't <laughs> tip me, which has happened only on a couple occasions, and I can tell if like something really bad had happened, I'll just go up to them and be like, is everything okay? I, I feel like something didn't really work out here. Don't wait to the very end to tell me something didn't happen. Speak up and say something didn't work before. I will more than gladly give you five free drinks if I have to to make you happy. I'll do whatever it well, takes. Well, you can't do that in Sweden. <laughs> yeah. You give some nuts or something. I totally agree because I, I always try to ask people how things are going as I'm serving or you know, I always see how they're reacting. I know the cultures are different when it comes to tipping. For me, I can count on one hand the amount of times I have not tipped. And I'm not the type of server who's like, oh, you're a server. I'm just going to give you like 30% or 25%. You know, I'll tip dollar amounts what I think is good. I don't do percentage. If a meal is 40 bucks, I'll tip 48 or something like that. That's 20%. One time I never tipped and I'll always remember this time. I was with my friend and I said, it says here you have orange juice and the orange juice was like $8 a glass. So I, I was just curious, like if it's from a box, I'm not paying $8 a glass, but if it's freshly squeezed, sure, I'll pay it. So I said to the guy, is it freshly squeezed? And the dude looked at me and he was like, it's from a box. I don't know which box it is, but it's definitely just a box. And I, and I was like, oh, okay, you're probably you're not having a good day, whatever. But then at the end, when he came to bring us our bill, like he had never talked to us, he pulled out a chair and he just sits down on the chair beside us at our table. And he just like puts his hand back over the seat and puts the arm kind of around the back of my chair. And he just breathes out like a big sigh, like, oh. And he was like, uh, are you paying debit or credit? And I was like, shocked. I was like, like, <laughs> like I was nearly, I was honest to God, like Karen epileptic moment. <laughs> the one time I would have been a Karen and asked for the manager, that would have been the time. But my thing is like, you know, don't escalate a situation. Just don't go back. I was so shocked. And he just sat there and he's like, so what are you guys doing? And I'm like, sorry, who the fuck invited you to sit down at my table? Yes. Who the fuck invited you? <laughs> exactly. Like I'm all down to make friends with people, but I mean, to just sit down at my table without ever having any conversation with us and just being kind of an asshole. I actually thought he was the owner's son. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. actually, as it turned out, it wasn't because I looked it up. I actually looked up the family. <laughs> I was that crazy. I was that deranged. I was that energized from the orange juice. I, I went online Google to see who owned the restaurant and no, it actually wasn't the owner's son. It's shocking. <laughs> it's shocking. <laughs> That's all we have time for here on Reject and Sub. We'd like to thank Andy from Andalan Radio. If you're... You can listen to him on... Wednesdays, 10.30 Pacific, 12.30 Central on CITR 101.9 FM. Otherwise, visit andylandradio.com. Until next time, I'm Ainsley. This is Reject and Serve, and have a pleasant shift.